Welcome to Thoughts on Record, official podcast of the Ottawa Institute of Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Each episode, we explore topics of interest to clinicians and mental health consumers from a cognitive behavioral perspective. I'm your host, Dr. P. Kelly. Hi, everyone. It's April 1st, 2020. And for context, we are just about three weeks into the COVID-19 global pandemic. One idea that I've been working through with my clients a lot this week is identifying the psychological suffering that might come about as a function of expectations that we may be holding on to at this particular time. These expectations could relate to our own reaction to the situation, when it will be over, how people we love are going to be affected by the situation, and the behavior of others. The list goes on and on. The problem is that many of these expectations comprise what we call unenforceable rules. What are unenforceable rules? These are aspirations that we would like to hold true, but that in reality we have no way of enforcing through our actions. An example that I often use of an unenforceable rule would be something like, all drivers should follow the rules of the road and treat others with respect. This is certainly something that we all hope will be true, and for good reason, but in reality, as individuals, we don't have the ability to enforce this rule through our actions or behaviors, certainly not in any way that would be constructive or sustainable. In the context of the current situation, examples of unenforceable rules can include things like, I won't feel scared when I read the news. Physical distancing measures will be over by summer. No one I love or care about will contract COVID-19. Everyone will respect social distancing measures as I do. Our leaders will always know what to do and make the right decision. My retirement won't be delayed owing to the economic impact of this. A vaccine will be developed quickly. Again, what makes these unenforceable rules is that while we want them to hold true, we may not have a lot or frankly any influence over the actual outcome. We can't enforce them in other words. By the way, if you want to learn more about unenforceable rules, please see Fred Luskin's excellent book, Forgive for Good. His concept of unenforceable rules forms the basis for an extremely useful model of forgiveness and acceptance. Not surprisingly, trying to enforce unenforceable rules through actions and behaviors could lead to anger, frustration, irritability, worry, and rumination. As a general strategy, what I've been suggesting to clients is to become curious about their emotional reactions to the situation and to ask themselves, is there some kind of rule or expectation that I'm holding on to that I may need to let go of or revise in some way? Remaining too attached to our ideas of the way things should be under these extraordinary circumstances could deny us of the psychological flexibility that we may need to successfully navigate what is before us. Although initially painful to connect with, it can be helpful to remember that this situation, or really life in general, is under no obligation to make sense to us or to be convenient or comfortable. It just is, and often the only thing that we get to determine is our reaction. Remaining flexible will allow us to craft the best possible reaction as circumstances evolve. As such, I really think it is worth considering if holding on to a particular set of rules or expectations is actually helpful, workable, or making the situation better. If you are like most people, and I'm certainly including myself in this, if you look carefully, you may find that you are harboring a ton of these potentially unenforceable rules. The good news, though, is that if you identify them, you have the possibility of letting go of them or revising them. Building on all this, as clinical psychologists, we often like to frame life as a proposition where pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Let me elaborate a little bit. First of all, experiencing pain appears to be inevitable, even if you do everything right. For example, there's death illness, rejection, uncertainty, uncontrollability, the list goes on and on. Interestingly, I've never had a client or really anyone disagree with this. However, we often act as if it's not true. We act as if we can gain the system through our actions. For example, we are prone to rejecting this inevitable pain through struggling and resistance, through avoidance, 
compulsions, isolation, seeking certainty, attempting to be perfect, excessive reassurance seeking, excessive researching, or substances. All of these work in the short term, but ultimately backfire in the long run by causing burnout, anxiety, frustration, addiction, depression, among other problems. In essence, by struggling against inevitable pain, we unwittingly create a layer of additional suffering on top of that pain. As such, it feels like the name of the game is to render life only as painful as it needs to be, but no more. The key here is to become convinced and accept that pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional and mostly comes from the choices that we make around coping. To be clear, I'm not talking about stopping effective problem solving or not engaging in taking reasonable and common sense steps to protect oneself. It is important that our efforts at coping always match the actual demands of the situation. I'm talking about rethinking engaging in actions that don't have any reasonable chance of removing the inevitable pain we are concerned with and only serve to add additional suffering by making us maladaptively anxious. For instance, watching eight straight hours of news coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic or checking one stock portfolio on an hourly basis. So right now, take a moment to make a list of the forms of pain that are likely to be inevitable right now, even if you do everything right. Emotional, physical, social, financial, etc. Identify the ways that you are struggling against this pain. Again, beyond common sense problem solving that might be making the situation worse. Then identify and put in place new strategies that make room for this pain. This can include limiting your problem solving strategies to only that which you can control or be willing to experience the pain for what it is. Grieving, accepting, and finding meaning is often a really good start. This can initially be quite painful as we connect with the inherent uncontrollability and unpleasantness of certain aspects of life. However, it is a strategy that has the possibility of effectively scaling to all of life's challenges. Be safe and be well. We'll talk to you soon. Well, I really hope that you enjoyed the podcast as much as I did. If you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And now for the mandatory disclaimer. This podcast represents the opinions of Dr. Kelly and that of his guests. Content of the podcast should not be taken as psychological advice and is for general information only. Please consult your mental health professional for any specific questions around your psychological health. In no way does listening to our content establish a psychologist-client relationship. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect patient confidentiality. Finally, this podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing a standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast. 